Hi, I'm Joy. And I'm Janelle. And we are your hosts of the Melanin and Miles podcast. We are just two Black girls in our 20s who have traveled to over 25 countries and five continents. And we want to share our travel experiences and advice with you. Like when I went cliff jumping in Jamaica, or when I booked a flight for only $6, and even when I lived with a host family who didn't speak any English in Spain for four months. Or when I went skydiving in D.C., swam with elephants in Thailand, and won over $200 at a casino in Puerto Rico. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Before we get into the episode, make sure you get your hands on our free Budget Babe travel guide to learn the top 10 ways you can be saving hundreds or even thousands of dollars on your next travel adventure. Get the guide straight to your inbox at melaninandmiles.com slash free. This segment of our podcast is called The Check-In, where we both update you guys on where we've been traveling and life updates in 60 seconds or less before we get into the episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to Melanin and Miles. This week we are doing another interview with someone that reached out to us on Instagram. His name is Iwane Masango, and he is a worldwide traveler that uses his Instagram as a platform to share some of his travel stories and some about his um, like varying businesses. So welcome, Iwane. First, I want to just ask you to tell us a bit about yourself. You know, I learned a bit about you from your Instagram, but let us know like where you're from, your education or work background, and how it all ties in with travel. Uh, well, I was born um, i was born in oklahoma uh, but i was really born um you know both here in i would say the u.s but also in africa because of my father's family so i think that um you know that that that's how everything started so i was always traveling but i was younger um, whether that be around the country to different um family members houses have a big family and then um also for sports and for really everything I was involving myself in from like martial arts to school like math type competitions science competitions or whatever so I think I was always used to traveling um around the globe and educationally and I ended up uh studying philosophy in school um as well as entrepreneurship which was an interesting mix and um yeah, so I think that would, I think that's probably what led me more towards travel is is those pursuits and running around the world since then has been, you know, a huge passion of mine. Uh, that's really cool. Can you give us like a brief overview of your travel experience? You know, how many countries have you been? What's the most recent place you've gone? Uh, I haven't, I haven't counted. There's been a number of countries that I realized are, um, I didn't even was wasn't thinking about because uh, like when I'm going or when I've gone to Africa before I've gone through places like Belgium and like stayed there for a day or two but didn't really remember it because um, it was it seemed like it was on the route to somewhere else but it definitely still shaped my um, understanding of that part of the world um, in little bites and so I would say the last trip I, that was pretty memorable was to um, was to uh, Colombia, 
in South America. I went there to kind of, uh, <laughs> kind of like meet up with like this like indigenous tribe. It, it's a long story, but um, but it was cool. <laughs> it was cool out in the middle of nowhere. And for one thing led to another, but it was definitely like a, a series of of growth um, growth points all throughout the journey. Starting with the fact that when I stood up to the airport, I realized that like my level of Spanish was not like even passable for getting to the next point. So you realize how much you have to start depending on people and just communicating non-verbally. That's funny. Were you in like Cartagena or did you, were you more like in a like smaller town? Yeah, we were in a smaller town by like Aguazul. Um, I came, I came in through um, the, uh, the the city with a B. I don't remember. I forget the one because really we spent most of the time near Aguazul. Like we kind of just went in through the airport. It wasn't the main airport; it's the other the other one. So um, yeah, it was it was fun. That's pretty cool. I've never been to Colombia, so like for someone that's never been what's like the one thing every tourist must do when they go i would say connect with the people there like like local people and people who have um also traveled themselves from there so this is like a subtle thing like so sometimes you like visit places and the people who are have only been there like i went to norway and it was interesting like them seeing me was like um it was like some of them you could tell they've never seen anybody that looked like me before but people that were there that have traveled it was easy to connect with them like even though they were from there but they had traveled so i would say yeah connecting with people um who have traveled in the the country that you're or the place that you're that you're visiting that's really cool so as a let's say an experienced traveler i was trying to find a good word <laughs> as a well-experienced traveler what would you say is your ultimate favorite thing about travel i'm going to say something interesting i would say it was it's it's the ability to kind of like really realize what i want in life and like the things that i necessarily have as like part of what i like to call like my uniform so like clothes and like a few other things that are like base needs like for me health is like a big thing so like prioritizing that whether it's like a little tr mini trampoline that i travel with or like a number of other things um i'd say it's like that opportunity to just be able to um know really what it is that that uh that that who we are based off of the you know other cultures and things that we get to experience yeah, definitely. And then out of all of the places that you've been, what's the biggest culture shock you've ever experienced when traveling? I mean, I could just as easily say like uh you know, New Orleans or something, but but I think I'll <laughs> I think I'll probably say something like uh China. I was on my way to Thailand and just going through like China for a little bit was was interesting because I got to see like with like a population of however many billion people, like the security is like, I, I thought security in America was tough. Like it was different. Like I went through security like three times before getting on the airport. I was, I mean, for getting on, before getting on the airplane and was very much so shocked by that and just kind of people's 
reaction to me. I think they thought I would play like basketball or something, um, which was interesting. <laughs> so it was definitely like a culture shock both ways. I think it was happening. Yeah, I I definitely get that. <laughs> I feel like all of my major culture shocks happen in Asia as well. So <laughs> so it makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of like. <laughs> I guess, stereotypes around Black people. And, like, yeah. I don't think a lot of people have seen Black people before over there. Right. There so, is, I, I have ne- never seen one. Like, so it's like, they're, like, looking like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Were people trying to take a lot of pictures with you? Especially if they thought I you were a basketball player. That's that's literally what I that's literally what I was feeling. Like, people were just, like, staring at me. I, I was just trying to get some food. <laughs> I go to like this little noodle spot and I just could see people just like staring at me like, what is in the world is going on over here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely get don't, that. Don't see that every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's probably what they were thinking in Chinese. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My, um, my friend and I, we were in Thailand and literally like no matter what we did, someone was trying to get a picture and like we were in like popular touristy spots and and we thought like a couple was asking us to take a picture of them but rea- in reality the the woman out of the couple she just stood next to us and was asking to get a picture with us <laughs> and we had like we were just so confused like <laughs> like why right but that's right. really cool what would you say kind of like the opposite of your favorite thing of travel what would you say is your biggest travel mistake Oh, man. Okay, I'd say my biggest travel mistake, which has also ended up being really, really cool, but I I would say it's just trusting what someone tells you is the way to get somewhere. So I was in, so when I showed up in Norway, it was interesting because there was actually a travel mistake before this bigger, bigger travel mistake. I guess it was all like wrapped into one another. I went into the bathroom after I got off the plane and um, I didn't realize that in Norway, like you, you don't take the paper towel out of the thing. You just roll it back into the. So I'm like tugging this thing. Like I'm not even looking at the sign above it that says, and I like yank it out of. The, <laughs> I'm like, what is going on with this thing? And I yank it out, and then I look at the little sign. It's like, yeah, don't do not pull. You know, do not pull this out. I was like, oh damn. So. That was like the first mistake. I had to go find someone and, you know, I had a whole moral battle, but, you know, I was, I was raised by, by, by some cool people. So I was like, you know what? I have to tell somebody I broke this, you know, like I, cause I was, I was thinking I could just, dip. <laughs> I could just dip, but I was like, let me, let me tell somebody I broke this. And I went and told some guy who again, didn't speak English, but he kind of enough understood what I was saying. He was like, oh, okay. No, it happens all the time. It's Okay. I was like, okay, thank you. I thought maybe they were about to, like, you know, arrest me or something. I, I, I didn't know what was going on. But then shortly after that, I go to ask, because I was out there for, like, this public speaking competition, conference thing, and um, and I asked the one of the people at the airport for the directions. I showed him the directions that came in, you know, the event and everything. And he was like, oh, yeah, just get on this bus and tell them to drop you off at this place. And, you know, you'll be good. So I get on the bus and I'm just kind of sitting there chilling, listening to music, which I'm also travel tip number one is me. Um, you can't see it right now, but I have the same headphones. I pretty much wear anywhere. It's just like, you know, I'm in my own zone. Like, so it's, it is what it is. So um, 
at some point, the the guy just comes and taps me that's driving. He's like, hey, man, sorry. Um, I forgot to tell you, I we passed your spot. I was like, we passed my spot. I was like, so what do you want me to do? He's like, well, just walk over there to that gas station, which nobody spoke English at. So I, I, I get my bags, and I'm, like, walking over to this gas station um, with huge bags, too. And... Um, and yeah, I kind of get there and someone, there was like one lady in the back who was actually a little bit melanated. I don't know what that was all about. It was kind of interesting, but she didn't speak English either, but she was just kind of in this country in Norway. Um, <laughs> so I was like, okay, hey, you know, can you help me? And then she didn't speak English. So, so, but she did lead, like pointed me down the road and I just started walking down this road in Norway and there's like cars driving by and they're like seeing this guy like with bags and like dancing in the streets. Cause at that point I was like, I have to like keep the groove going. Cause this is, this is crazy. I have no idea where I'm at and I have, and I can't like, I can't do anything about it. So, um, so yeah, I would say travel tip is definitely to, or travel mistake is, is to not have all that in place and just kind of like let people like, just tell you to go this way or go that way or whatever. It's like, no, nah, I need, I need some, some more, some more, uh, some, some more order guidance. around that. Yeah. Some better guidance, yeah, exactly. Better play. Yeah. yeah, especially in places where English is not spoken and, that, and English is your native language. Yeah, you definitely want to make sure you have a, <laughs> have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> right, as you can see, I just kind of floated into these situations. So when I get there, <laughs> it's just kind of like, oh yeah, they do speak Spanish here. Right, like it's like, man, it's like now what? <laughs> uh, but yeah, especially well, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I likely have just like, like I don't really bother to learn a lot of languages <laughs> when I'm traveling. Maybe like a couple phrases, but like only a couple times has it really bit me in the butt. Like if I was traveling like to France or somewhere where French was spoken, I feel like most of the time they kind of expect you to try at least <laughs> to communicate in French a little bit before like asking for help and just plain English. So definitely like try to learn a couple phrases, but I still like I suck at doing it. And I just hope that <laughs> I hope that they're going to be nice and willing to help me even if I start begging in English. But you never know. Right, right. Um, so have you done any traveling like since COVID started? Like, did you do the Columbia trip after COVID? <laughs> funny, funny enough. Um, yeah, so I'm sure at some point, you know, people who follow my, uh, my Instagram and story will, will, will get deeper into like the health journey with me. I kind of busted a lot of myths but i mean that's 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 a whole nother story but but i will say to answer the question that the thailand trip was at the beginning of last year so in a certain sense i thought that it was like interesting because it was right around where they said that covid came from and i was just like i was literally there like right when like announcements were being made i was like okay this yeah. is interesting <laughs> and then i like <laughs> i came back and had a different issue which was it was the first time i dealt with like a blood clot situation because i didn't know traveling in like a sedentary position for like 13 hours from China back to like LA, I think was like going to um, cause like, you know, blood issues. Um, so that's more the issue I was dealing with. It wasn't COVID. And then 
but like you know short i did i did what i needed to do to you know um, help the circulation and before you know it i was off to uh to columbia and yeah that's definitely what my my family was saying they're like oh well uh, how can you just be you can't and li- <laughs> and and literally the day i came back it was a monday it was like the day i came back from columbia was the day i call it like the world crash like it was like the day that like the stock market dropped like it was like everything just like went from like normal to to not normal yeah um, and so, yeah, that was basically my experience with uh, with that in regards to in regards to traveling. And then in regards to traveling just within the U.S., um, yeah, I haven't really too much. Uh, I mean, I definitely make sure to keep stay safe, but I definitely haven't like stopped traveling. Wow. Well, that's, I mean, that's a lot, especially for like the beginning of COVID when no one really knew what was going on. So. <laughs> That was a, that was a good amount of travel. Um, I was in the I, I was on a cruise when like it started getting really big in the U.S. and I'm right. <laughs> I was on a cruise to the Bahamas and literally like the day I got back from that cruise, that's kind of when everything was like shutting down. Like right. schools are closing, people weren't going to work. Everything <laughs> everything went kind of crazy, and I was like, dang, I hope they like like I could still come back into the country. <laughs> Right. Because like, you know, I feel like cruise ships kind of got like the biggest stereotypical hit for <laughs> for like activities to do. And luckily, you know, it worked out perfectly. And um, I just like I wasn't I just had a pretty much quarantine for like two weeks. But I that's pretty crazy how you like went straight to Colombia. <laughs> like after, after all that was happening. And then. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, just find tr- that trust me, there weren't that many people at the airport. That's for okay. sure. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Uh, but that's pretty cool. Yeah. What would you What would you say was like the most challenging thing? Like, I know you said you're going through other health issues, but where was it? I guess was it weird, kind of navigating different regulation and rules for each country that you were going to, and like being able to come back to the U.S. or going to south america honestly um you know so i this is a good time to you know as as we say in the south you know send out some appreciation and gratitude you know some on some but god type of stuff because uh, i (laughs) i definitely didn't do any of that what i what i kind of what kind of happened was i lucked up each and every time that I was going someplace, it was like right before they like ended up having the regulations for that place. So it was like, right. Yeah. It's like, I would make it like just in the nick of time. And then later on, someone who I knew who watches a lot of news, I don't watch a lot of news. So like somebody who watches a lot of news would be like, Hey, do you know, they just like, they're not letting people from Thailand or they're not letting people from Colombia come back to the U S for, I'm like, wait, what? Like, I don't know what I would have done if I would have been stuck someplace. <laughs> Yeah, he was lucky. That was a but God experience. (laughs) It it, it literally was. I have a friend right now. She's she's Jamaican, and she's just been stuck in Jamaica. Like she's from Toronto, and she can't. They will not let anybody from Jamaica come back into Toronto. She's she's been she's just been stuck there with her daughter for like I don't know how many months now. Like three four months. Yeah, it's been a minute. Sheesh. Yeah, Canada is really strict. They're even stricter than (laughs) the US. (laughs) Yeah. That's no, that's crazy. That is a bug guy experience. I'm happy you, you made it back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm here to tell the story. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I know you said you haven't done much travel, I guess, in the past few months, but do you have any upcoming travel plans? Yeah, I do plan on, uh, I convinced my family to um, go on another trip to Africa, this time going through um, a country we hadn't been to before, which will be interesting. And um, let's see, what else? Oh, I, I have a plan, a trip planned to Dubai for this World Expo, which should be fun. It was crazy how travel plans come together. Sometimes you're like planning something and you end up talking to somebody who's also planning to do something similar. Like that's that's law of attraction or whatever people want to call it. I, I couldn't even explain it. It was like a few weeks ago. I I, uh, I was in a uh, I was in a club like two some I have some artists that were performing and um, we basically uh, invited out a lot of people that I've known for the last 10 years or so to come like support or whatever. And one of them happened to be um, in my fraternity. He's actually one of my line brothers. And he's just, came, he's out there, we're talking, and he's like, hey, man, he's like, we need to go to Dubai in October with the family. I had went on a trip with him to Dominican Republic some years ago that had stories that I can't really talk about. So, um, so, so I was like, okay, yeah, you and the family are crazy, but I, it was like a good kind of crazy. Like, I love I loved traveling with y'all. So I go to my calendar to look at October and realize I had already booked up October for Dubai for this World Expo thing whenever I was in another travel craze moment because people who travel like in the moment that you decide you're going to travel I completely forget about it after they been like <laughs> I'll get reminded <laughs> about it later on like uh -huh. oh yeah I am going there because yeah. you know, life, is, <laughs> life is life is goofy some days you're kind of down or you're kind of whatever and then it's just like wait a second I got a trip planned and I'm pretty sure it's going to be dope like so I can get excited again yeah yeah no that's really exciting I definitely want to do a Dubai trip <laughs> sometime soon I was supposed to do like so many trips in 2020 that ended up getting canceled or postponed so like right. now like this summer I have I think I'm pre like, I'm pretty sure like I'm not going to be in the country like <laughs> from, <laughs> from like June to like September or October <laughs> Because I just like, I was like, 2021, it's happening. Like, I'm going somewhere. I don't care. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Do your thing. Do your thing. Yeah. No, but I definitely get that. Like, you know, when you're, when you have a traveling soul, sometimes you just have those spurts where you're booking trips, booking trips, booking trips. And then you forget that you booked all, all these trips. And so, like, now, right. like, I'm looking at my summer and I'm like, wow, I think I booked pretty much the whole, <laughs> the whole summer. <laughs> That's good. That's dope. So where can we find your travel stories on any other platforms? I know your Instagram, which I'll link in the show notes if people are interested in following, but can we find you anywhere else? Uh, that'll be the main thing. And then from Instagram, you can find uh, my YouTube. Got a lot coming out on YouTube. Because uh, I, doc I documented most of these things. The, the Columbia trip especially, um, it kind of, there's a whole thing about like, Atlantis that like kind of goes into that story. That's what I said. It was like this indigenous people. It's all I can really say, but there was like a documentary that came out. So like a lot of these things will be coming out as far as like trips that I've taken. And then Thailand and Norway as well were pretty well depicted. And then now in the future, I'm going to be doing a lot more video with, with travel. So yeah, Instagram. And then you can probably find my uh, YouTube from there. Okay, yeah, I'll link that all in the show notes so the audience can easily find you. 
And then uh, I guess we're running into the end of the interview time, but my last two questions are more so advice questions or yeah, tips <laughs> that you can give to others. What advice would you give to someone looking tra- looking to travel more, but may feel like they don't have time because of work or like other obligations? I would say that most trips, if planned the right way, can give you energy as opposed to sucking. I think a lot of the times when people plan trips they're looking at it as more like vacation i don't necessarily look at them as vacation i look at them as more like exploration right like it's like i haven't seen this thing so i'm like looking around like it's like i'm charged up like a little kid so you know even when i'm walking on the side you know in norway and like i'm kind of so i said i'm like dancing i'm like man this is like i felt like i was in like a fairy tale land i didn't know where i was and i didn't know how i was gonna get to the conference place but uh, but I was I was still excited because I could tell that this was something that I never experienced before. So I would say definitely um, looking at, you know, um, making sure to set it up in a way to where everything from, you know, you've gotten a deal um, on the, you know, the lodging and the flights and you make sure you look at different places. I, mean, I know there's a lot of services that can help with that. Um, so those things have become easier and easier. Make that easy and then make it easy to find things that are um, inspiring to you and um, and it can just be two days like it could be you know like it's again with anything i think it's about being patient with ourselves so even if you just want to take a trip for a day or two days i feel like if it's if it's inspirational and explorational you'll actually gain energy from it as opposed to i think when people are squeezing it in and they're saying i'm just trying to squeeze in vacation it's more like to get away from work and it's like it's not really like that i think if you're if you're just traveling to um find like deeper deeper things or more places and and and, and looking at it more from a position of like a child where you're just like it's like wondrous you know new places i mean there was a point in time period where you know you could get speaking of some real quick, real quick side story just to give an example so yesterday i was on a train because I, again i like traveling and most traveling is like without driving so like i'll take trains sometimes and like i was on this train and these two little kids were just like looking outside the train you know because this is a big travel trip for them and they're just like oh look at those you know look at those horses look at those you know cows and whatever else we were driving by and i'm sitting over here like on my phone like man y'all are having a lot more fun with this trip than i am because you have never seen anything like this before right like so you're still looking at it with that wide-eyedness so that's what I would suggest people to uh, to tap into. Yeah, I definitely, I get that. I think that's why I like seeing a new place. Like I hate repeating cities or countries over and over again, because I need to, I like to have that fresh mind. I like to look at it like I was like a newborn child <laughs> and yeah. like everything can excite me. Right, right. I mean, with your, with your travel history, yeah, it has to be that way. I mean, no one asked <laughs> you to do any of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure most of your friends and family are like you're going someplace again that's how it is with my family i don't even go that many places like they'll be like you're going someplace again i thought you just came back from someplace it's like yeah like people aren't supposed to travel like I don't know, like, like like the airplane was full dad like it's not like i'm the only person doing it yeah. <laughs> no i get that i get that from my family all the time well at this point they're they're used to it they're just like oh janelle's going somewhere again <laughs> like who knows but um i think we're gonna be in for like a rude awakening this summer because i haven't really been doing that much since covid 
I mean, like I've right. traveled domestically, but I haven't really done a lot of international travel. And they're going to be like, whoa, like we, we just got used to you being home. <laughs> right, right. And then, yeah, exactly. so my last question is the question I ask in every interview, and it's why do you think it's important for Black people to travel? Ooh, that's a, that's a juicy one. <laughs> <laughs> it's melanin really and miles. <laughs> right, right, right. Staying true to the brand. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so I got a lot to say about that. Let me see how I can simplify it. Um, <laughs> well, I think just like the story I told about Norway when I saw the, like, melanated lady at the gas station, I think that there's a little less of a misunderstanding of how much melanin is global. Like, because I mean, people get caught up in this whole minority thing. It's like, there's really no minority happening. Like, it's just like, you just haven't gone anywhere, right? Like, it's not a minority at all, actually, but um, you'd have to look, you know, you, you have to check out the numbers for that. You know, it's easy to look it up, but like, it's, it's definitely not, you know, as, as uh, you know, uh, what do they say at the top? It is a lonely kind of thing. Like, it's like, I think Drake said that, but I don't know why I'm quoting Drake lyrics. Anyway, like, don't 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 take too much. Whatever is best. <laughs> Whatever works. <laughs> I feel some type of way about doing that, honestly, because um, I've gone through a lot of flack over the Drake thing. You know, it wasn't like acceptable in the culture at first, right? Like so, but my dad bought like the grassy on like this. Like, it, it's a long story. I just I was <laughs> on it early, so I've gone through a lot of flack in the in the culture from people telling me that that wasn't going to be a thing, and then eventually being like, all right, all right, bro, like, I like, I like this one song, this one song, I, I, I don't like them, though, you know, I don't do that type of stuff, I don't sing and stuff, bro, you know, <laughs> that, that type of thing, but anyway, yeah, so I would say people definitely will be um, very, very surprised to see the reaction that they get from people globally, similarly to what you were saying about people taking pictures, my sister, another beautiful melanated women, woman, um, uh, she went to Tulum not too long ago. She said something similar happened. Like, like these people are, like, taking pictures of her. She's like, why are y'all taking pictures of me and my friends? Like, but that's what I'm saying. I've, I've seen that in my, in my sisters all, all my life. I've always been very much an empowering type of person. So when I see somebody being, like, doubting, like, that, that greatness that I know that like they just naturally exude or everybody does something after they do it. Like I see it obviously. And then other people are like, Oh, what are you talking about? It's like, what are you talking about? Like, this is obvious. Like everybody want to twerk now and stuff like, you know, simple, it's simple. Like it's simple stuff like that. That it's just like, I've seen it in my lifetime. So like, you can't tell me anything. About, I was going to say shit, but you can't tell me anything about that, about, you know, that, that power. So people will be very su surprised, pleasantly surprised to see the reactions that that they get when they go around the globe in my in my uh, in my experience i really like that answer it was very detailed <laughs> had a lot of um background support <laughs> i feel like i ask this question in every interview and so everybody has their own twist to it but yours had the funniest stories i'll i'll be honest <laughs> <with that. laughs> i'm glad i'm glad to hear your i mean i resonated with your stories like it was like as soon as you were saying that i was like I already have a story to match it up with because it's like, it's something about it. Like you're just traveling places. People are like staring at you and take pictures. I'm like, what is going on out here? Like I don't get this kind of love here in America. I've been to, this is what I've been trying to tell y'all. Uh, it's real. It's definitely real. 
But if you go on any more trips, if you have any more crazy stories to share, make sure you reach out. We can always do like another recap interview. And I want to thank you for doing this. And I'll be sure to share your Instagram and YouTube in the show notes so everyone can find you. And that's it.